is keeping me. God is a keeper. And this is part of <clears throat> the message for today. And we thank God for his word because God can keep you from falling. Yes, he can. And we thank him for that. Why? Because he gave us salvation and strength. In order to know what God is doing and what he can do is run to the testimonies of God. And what is the testimonies of God? His word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And how shall you preach the word of God without being sent? You have to be sent to preach and teach God's word. He has a fivefold ministry for the church to be delivered. There is no excuse. All you have to do is accept Christ and learn of me, said the word of God. And he will teach you his ways. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, that which was also in Christ Jesus. And we have to know that. Why? Because it says that in his word. When you read it, you can picture it in your mind. And once you picture God's word in your mind, it goes down deep into the subconscious mind and set you free. Amen. He is a keeper. And we thank God for that. Amen and amen. Thank God for being a keeper of my soul. And I magnify you for that. And I give your name the praise because he is a keeper. Amen. He is a keeper. Thank you, Jesus.
God has given me information and that makes me in too deep. You go to the camp. You go into the drug dens. You are in too deep. Then you become a part of those drug dealers because you got caught up of being in too deep and you lost your identity. So if you get in Christ and you're in too deep, what happens? You lose your identity and become the identity of Christ. Oh, God is good. Help me to lose my identity and gain the identity of Christ more and more and more each day. God, we thank you. We magnify you because you are the finisher of our faith. And I have to recognize that every day, every day, every day, I have to let people know that God is a rewarder, a rewarder of them that diligently seeks him. Seek his face, seek his faith, his face. Praise God. Thank God. Amen and amen. Today we're going to talk about some things that I've been spoken about being tempted or having infirmities or being tested or just being threatened by the enemy. We are here to talk about that. And the scripture is Hebrews, the fourth chapter. And the lesson text is the 15th verse. But I would like to start at the 13th verse. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Because who you are, you are the I am God. You are the I am God. And we thank you for being the I am. In other words, the I am is that I am omnipresent. Not all the time, but every time. Because there is no time with the presence of God. And I want to read to you, before we get started, John the seventh chapter, starting at the 38th verse. And it reads, He that believeth on me as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now, when he said, out of your belly shall flow rivers, he did not say river. He said rivers of living water. The reason why he said rivers, because there are different levels in the anointing. There are different levels. You have one river that has its own structure and you have another river that also have his own structure so we have structures in the in the living water we have structures why because the bible says out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water out of your belly shall flow structures of living Water, which is God's word, which is the anointing of God, 
levels of being who you are in Christ for the ministry, for the sake of the people of God. John 7, 38. And it also reads in the Amplified, then I will get to my message. Praise God, but God is good. He who believes in me, who cleaves to and trusts in and relies on me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being shall flow continuously springs and rivers of living water. You, you hear that? Springs and rivers of living water. Springs, structures. And God is the constructed God. He molds and he shapes us just like the potter. When you go to the potter's house, those hands, which is the hand of God, is molding and making who you are and that will allow you to continue in your purpose. Springs and rivers of living water out of your belly shall flow. And we are flowing right now in Jesus' name because you cannot flow without the word of God. You cannot flow without the anointing of God. You cannot flow without God's protection because we have an enemy that's walking he's walking to and fro seeking whom he may devour Hebrews the 4th chapter starting at the 13th verse and the 15th verse will be the lesson text of this message Hebrews 4.13 Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his light. Now, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his light, in his sight. Here's the thing. If you listen at that first part of the scripture, 13th verse, listen closely what it just said. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. In other words, nothing or nobody or demons or demonic forces cannot be hid. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. Jesus sees all. He knows all. When he went to the other side and he saw this man in the tombs, Jesus knew that he was in the tombs before he got to the other side. Why? Because of his eyesight. Because he can see and he know that this man needs deliverance. So he gets to the other side and he asks the spirit that was in this man that tormented him day and night. And not only that he was tormented, he was cutting himself. And Jesus asked this spirit, what is thy name? And the spirit replied, my name is Legion, for we are many. But prior to that question, the demon asked Jesus, 
are you here to torment us before our time? Now, why would you ask Jesus that when you're tormenting one of his people? You are tormenting a man that probably was minding his own business, but you decide you wanted to enter into him and torment him and alter his life. Why? Because they think, and when I say they, I'm thinking, I'm saying demons and familiar spirits and Satan himself think that this is a joke. This is not a joke. Satan wants to take people out, but Jesus, in this word, the 13th verse, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. Jesus can see in the spirit and he can see in the natural world at the same time. Why? Because he is omnipresence. He can see the natural and spiritual at the same time and the natural cannot hide from him and the spirit world cannot hide from him. Now the natural is a different concept with most people because it takes the spirit of discernment or judgment, however you want to call it, and they're wrapped up in flesh so they try to hide themselves. But Jesus knows because he is all-knowing. So we as people, we need the Spirit of God so we can discern and help people along the way. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Everything in his eyesight is naked to him because he can see it as it is because he is the all-knowing and you cannot hide from him. Why? Because things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, the anointed, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tested in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin and the, today's text is do not sin because you're being tested do not sin because you're being tempted or tested do not sin see the enemy he wants to test you he wants to tempt you he wants to deceive you but all at the same time Jesus letting us know, for he, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the filling of our infirmities. In other words, he feel us. Why? Because the word of God was wrapped up in human flesh, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. In other words, you do not have to sin because you're being tempted or test it. Just hold on to your faith. 
yet without sin. Hold on to your faith. Hold on. Hebrews, the fourth chapter, 13 verse in the Amplified, it says, And not a creature exists that is concealed from his sight, but all things are open and exposed and revealed to the eyes of him with whom we have to give account. Listen, please listen, in verse 13. And not a creature exists that is concealed or hidden from his sight, but all things are open and exposed and revealed to the eyes of him with whom we have to give account. We, we have to give an account. Even the demons have to give an account because they know they already failed from heaven. So once Jesus come back, they all are going into the lake of fire. It's imperative that this happen because it has been spoken. The 14th verse, and as much then as we believers have a great high priest who has already ascended and passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession of faith and cling tenaciously to our absolute trust in him as Savior. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize or understand our weaknesses, weaknesses and temptations, but one who has been tempted knowing exactly how it feels to be human. Knowing how it feels, knowing exactly how it feels to be human in every respect as we are, yet without committing any sin. What are you saying? We can do this with God's help, with his spirit. That's why we need the Spirit of God in our bellies. We need the Spirit of God to walk with us. We need the Spirit of God to guide us. We need the Spirit of God in our lives, inside and outside. Even in our circumstances, we need the Spirit of God to take control and filter out what needs to be filtered because the Bible says in Romans 8.28, all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and to them that are called according to his purpose. So all things are working. In other words, they are being filtered out for our good. And the enemy, like people always say, the preachers, the saints, the devil meant it for bad, but God meant it for good. And we thank God for that. And there is a promise to the temple. He is not leaving us out because he's letting us know. Now, if you know his word, then you can stand on what God is saying, yet without sin, and committing any sin. And amplify Luke, the 10th chapter, starting the 17th verse. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, 
Even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Who name? Through Jesus Christ's name, the anointed. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Now, his reply and responded to the 70 to let them know in real time, I saw Satan fall from heaven. He tried to overthrow heaven with his angels and Michael fought Satan with his angels. And Jesus said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. I was there. I seen it. I am a witness that Michael and his angels threw him out of heaven. Why? Because the devil, Satan, Lucifer, thought that he could overtake heaven if he knew the future. And I always stress this. The devil does not know the future. He tries to predict or use the spirit of divination to make what he's thinking come to pass. But he does not know the future. If he did, he would never have tried to overthrow God's throne. That's enough said right there. And Jesus said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and all and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You know why he said that? Because the devil has fell from heaven like lightning. That's how fast he fell. And the speed of light. It's faster than any speed on earth or in heaven. And then he, he told his disciples, the people, behold, look, listen, since I told you this, that I witnessed him falling as lightning from heaven, behold, look and listen. I give you I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing, nothing, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. In other words, the enemy cannot do anything to you because he has already fallen. He has no power. He has threats. He, he tries to put you in unwanted situations, but he does not have power. We have the power to tread upon. And I would like to read that again. I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power, not some of the power, but all of the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Thank God. Amen and amen. Because verse 18 opened up the doors for us to have power. And he said unto them, 
beheld, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Now, I don't care how many years ago that was. Only thing I care about is that Jesus saw him fall from heaven. And not only did he fail from heaven, he lost all of his power. And Jesus has given us power to tread upon him. And not only to tread upon him, nothing by any means shall hurt us. Because he was there when the devil tried to overthrow heaven. Jesus the anointed witnessed his fall in real time. Imagine that. In real time. And then after that happened, they was preparing the Christ, the anointed one, to come down and redeem man because they knew when he fell from heaven, Satan that is, was going to try to wreak havoc. So it was already put in place. It has been prophesied through his prophets in the Old Testament. And when he came in and read the scripture, and he said, this scripture has been fulfilled in your eyes and in your ears. I am the one. Luke 22, not going to be before you long, starting at the 28th verse, we have shelter, we have safety, we have an arm of protection through Christ, and the angels are encamped around about us. Not only that, the prophet was surrounded by an army, and his servant was afraid because they thought he thought they were going to die. And the prophet asked God to show my servant that we are safe. And God revealed a multiple or a regiment of artillery, artillery or a regiment of military servants there to protect the prophet. The reason why is that things that goes on in our lives, we might can't see it, but God can see it. When you go to Hebrews, the fourth chapter, when he said, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. So, the army was there. The prophet saw it, but the servant did. But God gave him safety and insurance that everything is going to be all right. I'm saying to you right now as a prophet, everything will be all right. Luke 22, 28. Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations. And I appoint unto you a kingdom as my Father hath appointed unto me, that ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on my throne and sit on thrones and sit on thrones. 
judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Now, if you listen at this latter part, when he said, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Now, he's saying, if you want to look into the eyes of what Jesus is saying to Simon, when he says that thou, and when thou art converted, and when the day of Pentecost has fully come, strengthen thy brethren. The thing is, he's the comforter. I pray that your faith fail not. The comforter. In other words, Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, is here to comfort and to protect and to give you the power to tread upon serpents, scorpions, the power over the enemy. But we do need the Spirit of God in order to have these things manifest in our lives. So in other words, you do not have to sin. Yes, Satan have desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Hebrews, the second chapter, we thank God for his word because this is words of deliverance. Amen. Hebrews number two. But one has solemnly testified somewhere in scripture saying, what is man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of man that you graciously care for him? You have made him for little while lower in status than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. In other words, we have the work of the ministry now. He told us, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel. You have put all things in subjection under his feet confirming his supremacy. Now in putting all things in subjection to man, he left nothing outside his control. But at present, we do not yet see all things subjected to him, but they are there. And we have to know that they are there. God has given us authority. So in other words, you do not have to sin because you are being tempted or you are in a trial or you are being threatened in your body or you have been sent unwanted situations. You do not have to sin. Remember that. Why? Because he is a keeper. First Corinthians and, and I'm about to close. Thank God for his word. First Corinthians 10th chapter. These are the testimonies of God. Starting at 11th 
Now all things, now all these things happen unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take take heed lest he fall. There have no temptation taken you, but such as a common to man. But God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted. Above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Let's read that again. They have, they have no temptation taking you, but such as in common to man. In other words, such as is common. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, whether that you can bear, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. That's First Corinthians. Amen. Thank God for his word. First Corinthians. 10th chapter. 11th verse. And I just want to read passage in the King James Version, I believe, through 13. Thank God for his word, because his word is life. He said that he would give us life, and yet much more abundantly. Now, all these things happen unto them for examples, and they are written for our ammunition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There have no temptation taken you, but such as common to man. Let's go to the Amplified. That was the King James Version. But we thank God for his word. Now these things happen to them as an example and warning to us. They were written for our instruction to admonish, admonish and equip us upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, let the one who thinks he stands firm, immune to temptation being overconfident and self-righteous, take care that he does not fall into sin and condemnation. No temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to human experience. Nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance. But God is faithful to his word. He is compassionate and trustworthy, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. But along with the temptation, 
he has in the past and is now and will always provide the way out as well so that you will be able to endure it without yielding and will overcome temptation with joy. Because the Bible says, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. So you do not have to sin because you are being tempted or tested. You do not have to sin. And see, that's the purpose of the enemy to send these problems to you because he wants you to fall by the wayside. But God is good. And we thank God for his word because his word is all that we need. And the spirit of God, the spirit of God in his word, that is all we need to fight this faith, to keep the faith. His word and his spirit. James, the fourth chapter, starting at the fourth verse. This is in the Amplified Bible. You adulterous, disloyal sinners, flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God. Do you not know that being the world's friend, that is, loving the things of the world is being God's enemy? So, whoever chooses to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says to no purpose that the human spirit which he has made to dwell in us lusts with envy but he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an abundant and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. Therefore, it says God is opposed to the proud and haughty, but continually gives the gift of grace to the humble who turn away from self-righteousness. Self-righteousness is other words saying that you're justifying your sins and you're trying to make them look like they're nothing or making it look like it's not going to harm you or you're measuring your sin with someone else's and trying to justify yours by being self-righteous. So submit to the authority of God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. He will flee. Resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. You have a dog that's barking and he's charging at you and you just stand and look at him and the dog sometimes will look at you and turn around and, and walk away or run away so the devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour but the thing is God has control of that lion and he also has control of the devil. That's why he's given us power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. So we need to put that in our Rolodex, in the mind of our Rolodex, and pull that Rolodex out and look at that card and repeat God's 
word. Revelation, the third chapter, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door of the church and continually knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him, restore him, and he with me, he who overcomes the world through believing that Jesus is the Son of God, I will grant him, grant to him the privilege to sit beside me on my throne as I also overcome, as I also overcame and sat down beside my father on his throne. Now, look into your mind and into your heart and say to yourself, I can do this. Why? Because I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And the Bible says he gives us salvation and strength. Revelation 16. Revelation 16, starting at the 18th verse, and there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth. So mighty an earthquake and so great, and the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath, and every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. The mountains were no more. Why? Because they were destroyed. Babylon. If you know the history of Babylon, you know that they served Baal and that God was not pleased. So, in essence, what am I saying? Do not sin because you're being tempted or tested. That is one of the devices of the devil when he send temptation or he send things in your life there are unwanted situations sicknesses and these of whatever it is do not sin why because Jesus Christ himself set an example of human life that in other words with his spirit in his word we can make it. We can make it. We can make it. We can make it. Why? Because we have salvation and strength. And not only that, we have the word of God and the spirit of God on the inside of us. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for protecting us when we're no when we're knowing that some situations that tries to attempt to come into our lives, your angels stop them in their tracks. Why? Because they are naked and they cannot be hidden in the spirit world. But once they reach the natural world, they try to disguise themselves in human bodies. 
and try to take on them strongholds. But we right now, we curse the spirit of strongholds in people's lives. We curse mental disorders. We curse unseen things that's trying to attack your people. Keep them safe in Jesus' name, God. We thank you and we magnify you. Why? Because you are the glory. You are the glory that is in our lives, God. And we thank you and we magnify you because you are all-knowing and no one is greater than you. No one is greater. Nobody in this world is greater than you. And we thank you for that, God. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you. Amen. And amen. God is good. He's going to be with us. He said he'll never leave us, nor would he forsake us. Why? Because he can't. He is a merciful God. And he is unlike presence. And we need to know him. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you. This is a song I should have got.